everyone. I'm here with a very special guest. All my guests are special. You guys know that. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Corey with Delta Kits, uh, windshield repair company. We manufacture and uh, we manufacture windshield repair equipment, sell windshield repair equipment all over the world. But I'm your guy for anything windshield repair related. Beautiful, beautiful. How would they get a hold of you? Let's start that off now. And we'll end it with that as well. All right, cool. So I'm on social media. I'm on all the social media places. So you can personally find me at Corey Gobin. That's Corey with a K, G-O-B-I-N. That's me. Our company is Delta Kit. So that's all. Everything is the same. It's at Delta, D-E-L-T-A, Kits, K-I-T-S. You can find us there at DeltaKits.com. You can contact me, phone call, text message, FaceTime, whatever, at 404-516-0876. And there you have it. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, so... Uh, well, we got Christmas coming up. You ready for Christmas? I'm ready for it, brother. How about you? Oh, man. My kids are adults, dude, and they still act like they're like 10. So, I mean, we still got a little bit of shopping left to do for them. And, you know, we got the new granddaughter this year. So shopping for her's uh, been been fun. So I think we're pretty close. Uh, if we're not there yet, we're I mean, my wife's today, spending today up with our oldest daughter. She lives about three hours away and they're doing some more shopping. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the family, you get them, get them going. So, all right. So, how did you get your start in uh, auto glass? Auto glass. It was a random fluke. Um, I I to graduated college. You know what I mean? And um, I had went to school, got a degree, and everything. Like I'm gonna do the American dream, get a job. So I was an employment specialist. I used to help people get uh, find employment. And so um, the the county had actually did the state and the county did budget cuts. So like normal, you know, they cut out some important stuff of helping people. Uh, so they cut those jobs out. So randomly looking for work and uh, was trying to be like an employment specialist for a temp agency. And it was like, Oh yeah, well we're not really looking for anybody, but this guy down the street, he hired. And then so happened the guy down the street was the owner of Delta kits. And um, here we are 15 years later, brother. Oh my, that's awesome. That's a, that's a good story. Like, I think you, my wife had to change, not profession, she stayed a nurse, but with the budget cuts you're talking about, uh, she worked for family planning uh, here mm-hmm. in Ohio, and then with the budget cuts, the one year she ended up losing her job because she was a manager of a clinic, so I feel you there, it it puts a little bit of stress, you're kind of doing that like hot step hustle, you know, like shit, where am I going to work, you know, like yeah. I got people to feed. <laughs> yeah, you got to figure it out, but you know, in my mind, I'm like, hey, everything happened for a reason, God don't make mistakes, so, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean, keep, yeah. keep it moving, and um, you know, like they always say, one man's junk is another man's treasure, so yeah, hey, I'm gonna be, I, I, I bounce back, I was in a good spot. Yeah, I mean, Delta Kids, you couldn't have landed at a better spot, I mean, I think it was 2000 and when I got my first bridge Delta bridge I was working at uh, Triumph at the time and I got mm-hmm. my first Delta bridge and you remember that hand vacuum pump that used to come with them you know it's like a, it looked like a uh, like like a brake bleeder that uh, would come in the kits as well I had that thing and dude I ran out so many repairs putting too much pressure on that thing <laughs> yeah I didn't understand it and to be quite honest with you I uh, I'm not really all that good at repairs I mean, yeah, I try. Yeah, but... time. It's, it's, it's perfection. Well, some people want to perfect things when it comes to repairs, but repairs is, is, is two things for me. I always tell people, take your time and just it's, it's repetition. So once you take your time, you pretty much all right. But um, 
you know, it's just taking your time. And in, in the beginning, the first stage, if me for me, I feel like you got to, one, know what's repairable, what's not repairable, get centered over the brake, get the resin in the brake. And then from there, it's just taking your time. So um, I think a lot of people have, like, a, a thing with repairs that they, whatever they may well be, but if you take your time and know what you're doing and know what to expect from a repair, I think you'd be all right. Okay, so you are a wealth of knowledge. You also offer all the training courses at the Autoglass Weeks and for the you know, the Autoglass Safety Council for the Rolags and everything. So let's 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 touch on that. So what yeah. would be Corey's unrepairable? What would be unrepairable to Corey, the expert? All right, so all right, here we go. So I'm not too I'm not too technical on like numbers and terms and, and, and stuff like that, right? So yep. I always refer people back to Rolags, which a lot of people, when they do repairs, you know what I mean? Like, when you got a customer in front of you and they want to ask you questions or you just want to, you know, interact with them, I like to drop knowledge to them and give them a little game and explain what Rolex is. So I just always let them know, you know, like, hey, look, I follow a voluntary standard, which is called Rolex. This is the Repair Laminated Automotive Glass Standard. You can go to Rolex.com. This is an ANSI standard. So once they start hearing that and they're like, okay, cool, giving them a peace of mind, he know what he's talking about. So that's that part of it. But when you go to Rolex, it's actually a whole page that explains um, what is repairable. And it lets you know that for purposes of the standard, the damage eliminated auto glass are categorized in six basic types, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the six basic types is like what they break down as a, as a rock, what, what is repairable. So you got a bullseye, a combination break. You got a crack that's in Rolex, it's no larger than 14 inches a half moon which is like a partial bullseye star break and then with the surface pit it gives you the breakdown there of what isn't repairable so a bullseye for example a bullseye has um a diameter no larger than one inch you know what i mean so that's what anything over that rolex would say it isn't repairable so i just try to keep it simple follow the rolex standard so with all they have on there if someone brought me a crack that was longer than 14 inches I would just let someone know, like, hey, look, I follow the standard, not going to repair it. But you can repair a crack the length, length of the windshield if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to that, I always like to get it back to people like you that replace windshields and say, hey, look, mm-hmm. you know, this is probably going to be more visible when you see it. It's just like I let people know a, a rock tip when you finish is just like surgery. It's always going to be a scar. It's not mm-hmm. going to disappear. It's not going to go away. So I can't get it to its pre-damaged condition. But what I can do is stop it from cracking, restore the structure integrity, and cosmetically, I can enhance its appearance. If that ain't good for you, then boom, hit up a company to do replacements. Okay, and then the companies that do just repairs and companies that do both, what what I'm hearing from you there is you set the expectation for great customer service and repeat business. Is that what you're trying to do when you're telling them all that? That, you know, like... Uh, Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, knowledge is power, you yes. know what I mean? And if you got the knowledge in front of you, you got to get the knowledge to them because what, per- what a person has, they got a problem. Their problem is they got damage in their windshield. Your solution is you can repair it. But the problem is you've been doing this for so long, you forget and think that a lot of this stuff is common sense and common knowledge. What the actual consumer has no clue what windshield repair is. So in my opinion, it's our obligation to educate them on what windshield repair is. And what can be expected from the repair. So I set myself up for success unless someone know that windshield repair is a permanent process that uh, can be used to repair the re- that can repair this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I actually identify what kind of damage they have. Hey, you got impact in your windshield. You know, um, it's the most common is when an object strikes it. Boom. What we're going to do 
is improve the optical clarity. We're going to restore a smooth surface, prevent it from interfering with the wiper blades. We stop the damage from spreading, and we'll actually add strength to the damaged area. You know, if you got the factory seal in, we retain the original bond, so on and so forth. So I let them know what windshield repair is, what can be expected of it. And then from there, it's no no misunderstanding of, oh, I thought that would disappear. I thought that would go away. You know, yeah. so I think that's the, the main thing to let them know what it is. And then you invite people to look at the Rolex standard. Oh, we got a ton of information on our website that we get people. But I cover all of that before I do the repair. And then they actually sign a work order. And then I do the repair. You know oh. what I mean? Okay, so now you roll up to that customer that you're like, okay, so have you had a windshield repair done before? And they've had it done with someone else before. Do you take those exact same steps to, because your repair may look better, it may be different, it may look worse. Just do you still do the same steps if they say that they know that, they, that they've had a windshield repair done before and they kind of know what to expect? Do you do the same Yeah, so thing? For, me, for me, I don't take nothing for chance, so... From my customer interaction to my repair process, I do the same thing every time. So I'm just uh, the, just repetition. So it's just for me, it's clockwork. I'm saying the same thing every time because if you had it done, no disrespect to anybody else in the industry, I don't know what way they said it, how they said it, if you remember what they said. So, yeah, you might have had a repair done before. I'm just going to refresh your memory. I'm not trying to insult your intelligence, but I'm going to just let you know, like, hey, look, this is what to expect from it. Yeah, I know you might know that, but boom, sorry for the repetitive info, but. Let me give it to you one more time. Yeah, no, that that's good. That's good. Because I think a lot of guys uh, and girls who, a lot of people, um, they, once the person, the customer says, oh, yeah, I know what to expect, then they let their guard down and they don't repeat that information. And then I feel like, because I do the same thing you do similarly, even if someone's had a windshield replaced before or repair mm -hmm. done before, I still say, well, the way I do things is a little different. Um, I have my own system and I just kind of want to make sure we're on the same page, you know, kind of thing. Right, so, right. so I, I like, I, I like what you did there with, you know, you make sure you explain it to everybody exactly the same way. So you're repetitive. So you don't forget it in the heat of the moment. You got to get your right. script down. And, and I think people, uh, starting out, do you think Corey, it's a good idea for them to mirror rehearse their script before they, they go out in the mornings? Um, yeah, yeah. So here's, here's my thing. I tell people, right. So one, when you when you're talking on the phone with people or even um when, so when when people make phone calls i say look in the mirror look at how you look when you talk you know what i mean make sure you got a smile on your face because that project on the phone call with people right so <laughs> i'm sure all does. about having i'm all about having the right energy you know what i mean because yeah. you got to have the right vibe you know what i mean because yeah. if you if you can't sell it you can't do it so yeah. i'm all about look good sound good so if you if you're looking good on the phone when you're smiling it's going to project right yeah. but also I always tell people practice because practice really truly make perfect, make, you know, that, that perfects your craft. Right. Yeah. And if you're repeating something, you sounding like a robot. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, I'm like, take all this information, you know, like we got information on our website, Rolex, it's a ton of wealth. It's a wealth of information online too. Right. Uh -huh. From all the Facebook groups to wherever you go. But take that. Don't read that word for word. Like you got you, you or you, you got your personality. So put your own personality, your own swag to it. Yeah. And now it's your one to one message that you created. And the more you repeat it and the more you practice it, it's going to sound smooth and cool when you get ready to talk to the customer. Yeah. And, and I, I take the approach of like so fresh and so clean, like even with my uh, my my van and my uniforms and stuff like I. I know you're supposed to dress for the job you want, not the job you have. But what if the job you have is the job you want? 
uh, you still got to present yourself to the public. So what stands, I'm obviously, this is, I know what you're going to say here, but how important is it to show up clean, to show up with nothing falling out of your van? There's no stains. You don't smell like chemicals. You don't like, how important is that? Do you think for the general public and just boosting the information and the, uh, spreading the knowledge of repairs how, how important do you think that is hey I'm a, I'm a big believer hey um the first impression is the last impression you know what i mean so yeah. i feel like when you show up on the scene if you if you if you look good you sound good that's half the battle right there because people look at you people judge you you know what i mean and <laughs> that's not so what's that's the first not thing always you look a at? bad thing that, that people you know everybody look at you they're trying to put you on the box i look at I mean? their so shoes people, i look at their shoes yeah I got like a little bit of a shoe fetish, like not, okay, yeah. not, not in a weird way. Okay. Like I just enjoy shoes and not to mean to cut you off there, but I do like the first thing that I notice when I walk up to people and I meet people because I'm always in my mode of, I want to find something on them as I'm walking up to relate, to kind of break the tension, ease the mood, see how they're standing. But I always look at someone's shoes. And if someone has clean shoes, that's the first thing I'm bringing them up, bringing up to relax them because I know they take care of their stuff. But go ahead, finish yeah. your thoughts. Sorry. No, absolutely. That. So I'm, I'm <laughs> the same way. So I'm I'm like this. Have a match. You know, you got to claim the fame, whatever you claim the fame is with, you, with your company or whatever. Like if you got branded, a branded uniform on, you know what I mean? If you look good, if your clothes and match, you know, or you look like you got a uniform on. So I feel like uniforms are important. Um, and like I said, when you the, fir the first impression is the last impression, so you gotta you gotta set the tone with you know a uniform on is clean, pressed. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm big. If you wear a t-shirt, cool, I don't mind. If you wear a hoodie, cool, I don't mind. You know what I mean? Long sleeve shirt, short sleeve shirt, that don't matter. Jeans, whatever. I'm paying you for your expertise. I just do want you to look good. So I mm -hmm. do believe in you know like um, when it's summertime, you know it's hot out there, man. So having yeah. shorts on ain't a problem. Nope. You know. Um, and I let people know when I when I start talking, they see my credentials. You know, I'm trained, I'm certified, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like check my resume. You can go online, read the reviews. They are gonna tell you about me, so check me out. So you know, I talk that talk to them and let them know that who I am, mm -hmm. so they have a peace of mind. Um, but you know, I'm still gonna look presentable with a uniform on, with you know, company company logo and all that little bit. So. I feel like uniform is cool, but, you know, find out what worked for you in your uniform. If you're, if you're in South Florida, you probably ain't wearing jeans. You're probably going to have some shorts on or something mm -hmm. on so you can be comfortable and you can work right. You know what I mean? So I'm all for that. Um, so but that's just, just my that's my take on it. Just don't let it be sloppy. It just cause right. It's yeah, don't look sloppy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just because it's shorts doesn't mean you have to be sloppy, guys. Like, you could actually uh, match with that. Okay. So let's talk PPE. Um, yep. not only for the customer, but their customer's car. Um, so let's start with the car first. Uh, the, you know, I know personal protective is, uh, you know, yourself, but like, let's start with the car first. I know that a lot of us put down hood covers and then that's pretty much it, but you protect the wipers too, right? In case of runoff of, uh, resin. Is that, yeah, yeah. 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 So like, yeah. So here go, here go one thing that I start off first and foremost. So when it comes to doing repair, repair industry is different than replacement, right? Yes. Yeah, so sir. replacement got way more liability than that. So that's a lot of people that are go get in windshield repair and don't get any insurance. So from the jump, I'm like, Hey, look, let's get a minimum of half a million dollars worth of general liability insurance. We also carry garage keepers. So if something happens to that person's car in our possession, we're, covered through our insurance so we go that route first to make sure we're covered you know on paperwork right with yep. the insurance all right so now we get ready to do a repair 
we do, you know, we like y'all. We we'll put a hood protector on. Um, I put a hood protector on. I also use an apron. I wear an apron, so mm-hmm. like nothing against me will rub up against the vehicle. Uh, when you do a repair, I like to pull the wiper blades up. If you don't want to pull the wiper blades up, you can easily put a paper towel between them because, to your point, if resin, the active ingredient in resin is acrylic acid. If a, acrylic acid was to get on the wiper blades, it could eat at it. You know, it's going to take a while for it to eat at it, but it would. But I'm all about protecting everything that I'm going to work on. So, yeah, so protect the, the hood. Um, a big thing when it comes to repairs is that some people put a hood protector on. They like to put their toolbox on the hood. Some people work off the ground and pick their kit. They get their tools off their toolbox off the ground. So mm-hmm. to each his own on that part. But I'm all about making sure I don't uh, have anything to mess this person car up. I'm not putting my tools, my resin, or anything on the hood. On the you know, I'm putting, I'm picking everything up off the ground or it's on my person. You yeah. Know what I mean? Okay, and that makes a lot of sense because also even if you put a hood cover down, it looks professional for one, but also you could take that time to advertise to anybody else that may be driving by because you have your little kit there and everything. But let me ask you a question. So if someone was to happen to accidentally spill some resin on the paint or on the car or the cow panel, what is their first steps they need to do to neutralize that so it minimizes the damage that could potentially take place? All right, cool. So here goes the good thing about windshield repair. Windshield repair... The active ingredient is acrylic acid. It's a very minute amount of acid in there, so it's really not going to mess nothing up if you was to get it on the car. But if you're in direct sunlight, the sunlight will cure it. Or if you get a UV light on it, that's going to actually cure it. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do if you do make a mistake and resin was to fall on someone's hood of the car, you want to get it off as quick as you can. And in most cases, if if you're using your equipment right, in the bottom of our toolbox, we have a uh, jar. And in that jar, what we use, we use to clean our equipment, which is denatured alcohol. So that will actually clean it and get that off of there. So for me, I would quickly use denatured alcohol, get my rag, wipe it off, clean it, dry it real good before the sun can do it. Because if it was the sun was to get on there and cure it, mm-hmm. then it's dry. There's nothing you can do to get that off. So denatured alcohol would get it off. And then any multi-purpose cleaner to clean the car. You know, if you need a car wash, I would then wash the car. But I would wipe it real quick with my denatured alcohol, get it off, and then just wash the car, clean the car without any multi-purpose cleaner. Okay. So with that being said, why is it super important since it, there's not so much acid in it? Why is there so much? Why is it so important to avoid it, contact with your skin? Obviously, you don't want to swallow it or dump it in your eyes. But you know, to wear the gloves and to wear, you know, to protect yourself. Why is that so important if there's not a bunch of harmful chemicals in it? Yeah, it's not a bunch of harmful stuff in it. And then another thing is, so the most the active ingredient in it is acrylic acid. But uh, with the chemical composition of that, you know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. It ain't good for you, so you if you was to get it, um, we put an actual SDS sheet, uh, safety data sheet, in all our kits and with all our orders. So if something was to happen to you, you could just get a nurse that safety data sheet. It would then break down the chemical breakdown of what you actually ingested or whatever, whatnot. Yeah. So if it was to get on because people do get it where they don't wear gloves, they get it on their hand, mm-hmm. and then they end up rubbing their eye or, yeah. you know, and they have a bad taste or whatever. So it is, you know, um, the breakdown of the chemicals are in there, and it's not good for you. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people do have, in the industry, they do have a reaction to uh, to resin, and it can get at you. So we actually do carry acid-free resin, and the acid-free resin does actually ha- is, doesn't have the acid in it. Mm-hmm. We still send a safety data sheet, and you still don't want to ingest it because it still is a chemical. Yep. But um, that's that part of it. Um, so you're telling me I can't on- drink it. <laughs> Yeah, you probably shouldn't drink it, but, you know, some people done got it on their hands over time and then had it on their food or something later on. Um, probably ain't that good of a taste, but it is important to 
you know, um, pr protect yourself. Um, I don't even know who the person is, but um, shout out to him if you watch this. I'm sure he, is. he posts a lot online. But a guy posted um, in one of the Facebook groups, if not all the groups this week, that his eye got messed up. And he yeah. said it was self-inflicted. It was on. He was like, hey, it's on me, mm -hmm. but my eye messed up. Yep. When I saw that, you know what I mean? Like, that's a reminder. Like, mm -hmm. wear your safety glasses. Wear your, wear your gloves. Uh -huh. If you wear gloves, wear gloves. If you don't wear gloves, wear what we have, a barrier cream. Protect mm -hmm. your hands, protect yourself. Like they say with a boxer, protect yourself at all times. Yep. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, that's a reminder. Uh, I don't know what happened to him because he really didn't get much context on what yeah, happened. Yeah, I see the On the original yeah. post, it might be in the comments, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like protect yourself, wear safety gloves, wear safety, wear gloves, uh, wear barrier cream, or wear, and also wear safety glasses. Yeah, and like, like you said, big ups to him for taking the responsibility to be a leader and point out that like it was my fault. It wasn't anybody else's fault. You know, that, that just shows his character right there. But funny story, guys. Like, okay, so Corey was talking about the SDS sheet. And you should have them for all of your products in your van, not just at the shop. And here's the reason why. So everybody knows what Activator 100 is if you use Sika products. So we got out to a job, a friend of mine and I, one of my coworkers, not currently. It was when I was at another company that's a huge giant that we all know. But uh it was leaking. A previous installer had installed it, and it was leaking. So they sent me and uh, my coworker out to see why, and then said, "Try to reseal it." So immediately, I saw where his air pocket was. All that context of the story you don't need. I took a dauber and put it in the uh, activator can. You should never do that. You should never do that. Learn from that. Like you should. But anyways, it had some residual, and I turned around and was looking up in the headliner to activate the bead. And it all went into my eye. Like, and it, before I was, like, even, like, out of the car, I could feel it start to crust up, you know? So, like, I immediately got the SDS sheet out of my van, drove straight to the hospital, and it just needed flush. There was nothing crazy wrong with my eye, and it didn't hurt anything else or nothing. But the fact that I had that, I presented it to the, the nurse when I checked in. She gave it to the doctor. They knew what to do. Boom. You just protected yourself without even realizing it, you know. So you get a little bit of resin in your eye. You have that SDS sheet, you're good to go. Yeah, knowledge is power. So when you go to the hospital and you're telling the nurse, like, hey, I got resin in my eye. She don't know what nurse what uh, resin is. So no. the SDS sheet is actually really helpful to give her all the stuff she needs in order to do to help you out and not, you know, saying, oh, yeah, we got to do something, put you to a different course of uh -huh. action that had nothing to do with the resin that's in that because it, it is different kinds of resin yep. in all types of industries, and they could be trying to treat you for some other random ass resin that has nothing to do with what <laughs> nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do whatsoever with what you're using. But if it's back at the shop, then you got to make a bunch of phone calls. Then you got to get it faxed over to them. But if you have it on your person or in your van, not back, you need to have it at your shop too. But for all the chemicals in your van, you need to keep a binder or something with the SDS sheets in there for in case of emergencies it's like yeah, you never know what could yeah. happen and then if something do happen with us if something happens in using our product our clip you go on our website just type in your product name boom on the product that you was using it's the actual most current sds sheet on there for the product so um we do help you out on that end but yeah keep okay. your sds sheets and protect yourself okay now with delta kits i mean you're extremely uh generous in this uh industry and i mean you hooked my wife up with a kit and it's amazing and like yeah. i just and he gave us training and like you're just such a solid dude like 
I just can't get behind Delta enough just because I know you as a person. And I think that's yeah. great. And I'm glad that you present that to the industry the way you do, because you're at all the shows. You're always helping people out. Anybody who reaches out to you, you're going to get them the best deal that you could get them. You're going to do everything in your power. And where does that come from, man? What Were you always like that hey, as a kid? Yeah, so I'm from the South, man. When you see people, it's like, hey, you smile, you make eye contact, you say hello. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. we grew up, like, with that, you know, that 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 mentality of, like, you know, you help people. You know what I mean? You you greet people, you know, mm -hmm. no matter what, what color, what race, what gender you are. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you, you know, you be that. And so um, that's that. And, you know, I just grew up, you know, knowing you be the change you want to be and you want to help people. Man, um, I just feel like I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't give people the game that I learned over time. So for yeah. me, it's like if you know better, you do better, right? Yeah, so sir. I was like, all right, cool. Let me let me tell somebody something so they can say, well, at least he told me. You know what I mean? It's on them if they're going to follow it or not follow it. But, you know, for me, it's all about uh, give people all the necessary tools so they can be good. And my real true philosophy is if you're successful, I'm successful. So, mm -hmm. you know, I want you to go out and do good. So I would be doing you wrong if i didn't give you all the info it you needed to go out there and kill it you know so i'm trying to give you the information so you can go out there and kill it do the best possible repair and then boom you're gonna get more repairs you do more repairs you're gonna come back buy more supplies more equipment yeah but um i'm all about you know like i say first impression is the last impression so i'm trying to come with it from the jump you know to give you give you my best and um be consistent and, you know i always tell people man you know um I treat every customer. I treat every customer like they're my last customer. You know what I mean? And I yeah. work like the rent do. You know what I mean? So like, you 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 gotta you know you gotta come with it because I'm not your only choice. There's plenty of other companies out there. You could be doing you could be doing business with so many other people. So you know, um, I want to be the best, and I want to you know make it a cool relationship along the along the ride. You know. And honestly, from replacement or repair, I think what you said there was is very informative to people. The treat my uh customer like they're my last customer but also you know be thankful for that customer because there are plenty of choices in both of our industries we, i mean mine's mixed and yours is repair and mine's repair and replacement and calibrations but like you guys got to show appreciation for that customer even if you're having a bad day you need to try to set between the jobs your mindset better because the next customer wasn't the last car you worked on you know you need to restart because in my opinion, as, you know, trying to get the best customer service, like, be thankful. They're helping you feed your family, man. They, they truly yeah, nah, are. You're right. They, they, yeah, they helping you feed your family, but you never know um, what they got going on. Like, so you can win, you can be, you know, a bright spot for somebody's day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care who you are. Like, getting your windshield repaired or replaced, customer probably ain't in the best of moods. You know, like, they won't <laughs> got to go through their insurance. They finna spend money out of pocket. Like, you know, be brighten their day up. But also, you never know who you're talking to. Like, I, I do repairs. Or even when I'm out, like, trade shows, meeting people, Um, when we when we travel to these shows, you never know who you encounter. The person you could be doing a repair on might be a company. They might be the head of a company, got a fleet of, you know, 30 vehicles that you could be doing more work with. You know, so you never know who you're talking to. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... I just always try to be, you know, professional, informative, and, and give people information, and uh, just never know. Like, they can, one, give you a great review. Two, they can give you a bad review, and they might do repeat business. They might be a friend, tell a friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. They tell somebody else they could be your next customer. So, you know, that's why I, I adopt that philosophy. Yeah, and five good customers cannot do the damage that one bad customer can do. One bad Absolutely. review can do more, more to hurt you than 17, 18 good ones because 
Yeah, everybody sees those five stars or the good ones, and they may skim over them and glance. It's that one star review. That one, that one, yeah. Yeah, that that's the one that they're diving deep on. And like, well, why are they say why are they saying that? Like, what's going on there? So, yeah. Okay, so let's bounce back to the repair for a second. Is there a certain glass cleaner people should be using after they do the repair? Is like no, nah, you just should, you should clean the windshield when you finish. You know what I mean? Um. And if y'all check out our YouTube channel, so shameless plug, our YouTube channel, youtube.com, Delta Kids is it. I actually did an interview with um with Spreggs, you know what I mean? So uh -huh. I asked the question, like, because back in the day growing up, you saw people clean windshields and they would clean it with newspaper. Yes, sir. So I asked that question. I asked, what's the right way? You use a microfiber cloth? What do you use? And all that little bit. So we got a video with Spreggs explaining how to clean the windshield. But now nah, you don't have to use a special uh, windshield cleaner anything to clean the windshield when you finish the repair the good part about a repair is that once you cure it and you scrape it flush to the glass it can be cleaned immediately, immediately it can be driven yeah. through a car wash and all of that little bit so mm -hmm. it don't matter what you use i always tell people this is where you finna get a good review a half-ass review right because if you do a half-ass job and only clean the spot where you just repaired the windshield at yeah and they go down the road and it's a bright sunny day we all know what happened when that sun hit the windshield on the dirty windshield yeah it's gonna show the windshield dirty so i always clean the full windshield the outside and the inside of the windshield and it don't matter what glass cleaner you use um everybody it's a lot of people out there that got a lot of good um glass cleaner but here go one for the listeners, right? So yeah. everybody listening right now, drop a comment below and let us know what glass cleaner you use. Are you making your own concoction? Are you using spray egg, spray away, burko? What do you use? You use uh the Dow, the Seeker, whatever. Drop yeah. a comment and let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That yeah, just drop that comment. Let us know what you're using. Also, go check out that video because I I after listening to it, I'm uh I'm actually I didn't realize that video existed either. So I've I thought I've watched all your videos, but uh, obviously I've missed that one somehow. Um, so bouncing to something that, uh, I didn't talk to you about, but we've, I think we've touched on it in the past at Autoglass week. Um, yeah. the way that light travels through a repair, okay. It refracts yeah. through you. How important is it to stay away from the ADAS camera, the light camera, maybe, or the rain sensor, if it's near the rain sensor, how important is it to not repair in that area? All right, so first and foremost, I do what's called CYA, and I'm sure everybody else do that. That's cover your ass. So I always check to make sure what was working. Uh, like all those things are called value-added features. So I make sure those things work before I do the repair. And if they were working before you do the repair, they should be working when you finish the repair, right? Mm -hmm. So whether that's a heated windshield, uh, heads-up display, calibration, or whatever, whatnot. So we test that to make sure. When it comes to a lot of those things, if it's not in the direct sight of it, meaning that the rock shield wasn't right there in front of it when you repair it, mm -hmm. it still should pick up. But if it's going to be blurry or whatever and you might need to get it recalibrated, then, yeah, you still can do the repair and then have them go get it uh, recalibrated and check that on that end. But in most cases, if it's not in direct light, if it's on in the area of it, when you finish the repair, the repair is so small when you finish it, it's not going to affect it um, and you should be fine. But you always can take it to get it recalibrate to get it looked at to make sure um in the end if you have if you in any kind of doubt but um my thing is if it was working before you did a repair to be working when you finished the repair perfect perfect i like that because i know that that's kind of a little bit of a discussion that we're having in the safety council meetings and everything like i don't sit in on the repair one but uh mm -hmm. I, I am on the adas board and that's kind of like one of the things was like well what if someone 
you know, it's had one repaired. Where is it actually technically repairable at with the ADAS and everything? But your answer is perfect. CYA and make sure that, yeah. Um, so let's see. Is there any questions or anything you can think to bring up to the customers? Um, I just always try to be personally fun. I'm always easy going, you know what I mean? So I'm always yeah. trying to, you know, like break the ice, be cool with people, understand like they having a tough day. You know, like we, we repair and replace windshields for a living, but you know, like it ain't cool to make that phone call. Like, damn, I got to get my windshield repaired or replaced. Uh, so that's not a good thing. So just understand their mindset, where they could be coming from and just know, like, you know, um, so I try to brighten their day on that part of it. I try to educate them as we go along. If they want to talk to you, um, uh, I look over your shoulder or whatever. Uh, and it ain't a bad thing when somebody look over my shoulder. Like, I know com people come in a lot, like, you know, they hate people looking over their shoulder and asking questions. For me, I take it as an opportunity to understand that person, get to know somebody, and, you know, educate mm -hmm. them on what we do. Uh, so I look at it that way. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, other than that, I just always feel like uh, it's your job. If you know, if you got the game to give, give it. You know, like, it's plenty of people from, the urethane companies, they give you a lot of, lot of like, you got to go get your urethane certification stuff. They draw some jewels and give you some info that you can pass on to your customers. So when they're watching you do a repair or a replacement, get them, some, get them some education. Like, you go to these shows, you learn things, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you learn from, you know, um, get that back to the customer and they get them an actual peace of mind. And so, on, so don't treat it as being a negative thing when they're looking over your shoulder, watching you take it as a moment where you can educate someone on the auto glass industry because you know we got a cool industry we got a lot of cool people in our industry great people that do great things and um you know let people know how great our industry is yeah see and i i think that uh even if you've done repairs for a long time and it's second nature to you and i do think that it's very important to pull up the rolag standard at least read through it even if you're not going to get training on it at least read through it and know I mean, obviously, if you've been doing it a while, you know your kit, you know what's going on there, but just knowing that information will actually set you at ease when someone is watching over your shoulder. Yeah. Uh, it it makes it it makes it a lot better. For me, it makes it better when the customer watches because, A, I can, like you said, educate. I can find out a little bit about them. I'm picking up on their cues as I'm walking up. They got dogs in the yard. They got, you know, I try to start a conversation because you're working on their car they don't want you to be working on their car. And the only thing they've heard about both of our industries is how bad they are. I mean, right. realistically, if you, yeah, public, public uh, impression of both of our industries isn't the greatest. Um, every time you get a windshield replaced, they they assume it's going to leak. Every time that you get a windshield repaired, they're assuming it's going to run out and it's just a waste of money. And it's like, no, 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 no. So, that, you know, you're taking your chance. If you know the roll lags and you can, put forth an intelligent conversation with them and educate them. I think people watching you is a good thing. Like I don't mind yeah. it at all. Like I, because my, my thing to them is if it's going to break, it's going to break whether you're standing there or not. If you're not standing there, it just gives me a, uh, a chance to hide it and be dishonest. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just a little, little weird, uh, things like that. So what does a, uh, day in the life of Corey look like as a Delta, uh, you uh, do you own the company or are you just a representative? Nah, I, I'm a representative. That's so like that's the, the owner Delta kids. He's like a father to me. So you know, gotcha. I mean, we family. We we're a family operated company. Uh, coming in the next year, so 2024 it'd be our 40th year in business. Uh, so we've been around a while. You know what I mean? But a day in my life, um, I'm on the phones. I'm um, so I do sales. I do training. 
I do technical support. I do everything from making the videos to any and everything that they has to do. You know what I mean? I'm all about it and doing it. So you can catch me at, uh, like, come January, we're doing um, Rolex meetings in Florida. It's with the Glass Expo down there. So I might be at a do a Rolex meeting, might, you know, be training a, a big company to a small individual, uh, technical support. I FaceTime with people, text people, help people on all that parts of it. But, um, yeah, I'm just a, a helper at heart, man, just trying to help people. So my day can change. It can be all over the place. But, um, you know, I'm going to see I'll you. stop to the job, get done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see you in Orlando. I'm down there in January as well Yeah, uh, for the meetings and everything. So I'll, see, I'll definitely see you in Orlando. That's going to be uh, – are you staying at the hotel? Yeah, I got yeah. yeah. Yeah, same uh-huh. here. This will be the first time I've stayed at the hotel where something's going on. Usually we Airbnb it because, you know, I just – have done that for so long the airbnb thing yeah. but we're actually staying at the hotel this time so should be fun yeah yeah, yeah i'm looking anywhere. forward to that but yeah, yeah. that's that's a day in my life but yeah if anybody is got any questions any concerns hit me up drop a comment below um and we are for it you know that's awesome that's awesome well i know this is going to be a little bit shorter of a show i wanted to get you on and have you a spotlight here because i appreciate your friendship i appreciate the knowledge you've landed on me and my wife and Everything that you've done for us personally and professionally, I, I appreciate you. And I want to make sure that you got the spotlight. Um, I hope this podcast grows to where, you know, the spotlight helps people and they get yeah. the information out and people can get a hold of you and everything. So um, are you still in the ATL? No, nah, I live in Illinois from Atlanta. Um, so, yeah, they moved all over the world. I live in every region of the United States, from Atlanta to Oregon to Boston to San Diego to now I'm in uh, Champaign, Illinois. So for any and everybody listening, if you're in the Midwest, if you need some, um, hit me up. But we travel all over, so we all over the place. So, um, yeah, hit me up. But, yeah, Illinois is um, where I call home right now. Illinois is cold. You went from warm all year pretty much. Yeah, but I went, yeah. I'm the craziest person in the world. I moved from San you. Diego. The champagne, so I went from beaches to cornfields. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> All right, like um, I know we're gonna end this soon, but it just hit my and I've got the squirrel brain. But is there special precautions you have to take for the heat and the cold when doing a repair? You just want to so yeah. So whether you're doing a repair in the, the heat or the cold, you want to always warm the windshield, cool the windshield. When it comes to using our equipment, we want you to get the the recommended temperature range of the windshields to be between seventy and a hundred degrees. So on a cold day, like in Illinois, cold morning, mm-hmm. you want to warm it up, and you can use a blow dryer, defroster, put it in the shop to, you know, get the temperature up. But you want to gradually warm it so you don't shock the windshield and crack it out. And then you do the opposite in the summertime when it's really hot. You want to uh, cool the windshield down, so that's like roll the cab, roll the windows down. That'll cool the cabin. So you want to gradually cool it uh, to cool the windshield so you don't shock it. But the recommended temperature range is between seventy and hundred degrees. Perfect. What's coming for Delta down the line? Is there anything exciting coming out in the way of uh, Delta? Yeah, so stay tuned with us. It's our 40th anniversary in 2024. So starting January 1, you know, we're going to be offering good deals and things like that. The whole theme is 40, so it's 40 years. Woo. So who knows what it may well be. might be $40 off something, 40-something, but it's all about 40. We just celebrating business, but we also appreciate and celebrating our customers for their loyalty to helping us to get to where we're at. So uh, check us out throughout the year. We're still hitting up all the trade shows from, you know, Mobile, Glass, Mobile Tech Expo, Autoglass Week, SEMA Show. And uh, we do hit up all the distributors, uh, open houses from Migrant PGW to Pilkington. So 
we're always on the road doing something, you know. So um, check us out, DeltaKids.com, and you see all our info on all the social media groups, too. Right, you and know, they can pick um, they can pick it up at the dealers, right? At the distributors, right? Migrant. Yes, yeah, so all the distributors. Stuff. Yeah, they stock our equipment, or um, they have it. You know what I mean? So yeah, you can get anything there from any of them. Awesome. So hey, 